Hi there. Welcome to Laughter and Libations. I'm Chanel, and this is podcast episode number 11. This episode is Laughing Matters. It's the end of the month episode for April. I'll do three things. Celebrate, rant about random things that I find funny, and answer questions received throughout the month from listeners like you. I have to start by saying April has been filled with many challenges for me. It's been tough going at times, but I still think there are things to celebrate. Yes, even in tough times, you can find things to be grateful for and to celebrate. If you've had a tough month like me, it might take some effort, but try. Try to look for three things that you can celebrate today. I suggest thinking about what made you smile. Celebrate that situation. Who showed up to help you when you needed it? Celebrate that person. What did you learn? Celebrate your growth. Take the next few minutes to reflect on those moments. I'm back and I'm raising a glass of sparkling wine to you, to me, and our celebrations this month. So cheers. Yes, bubbles always are good. Now for my three celebrations. First on my list has to do with my dental adventures. I'm so glad that my dental adventures are over. There are no more visits to the endodontist or the periodontist. There's nothing but a regular cleaning coming up for me this summer, and I can't tell you how thrilled I am about that. The second celebration on my list is about being fully vaccinated. Almost everyone in my social circle will be fully vaccinated in the next few weeks. So I am looking forward to participating in at least a few in-person gatherings during the coming months. And the third thing on my list is celebrating the chance to spend time with my parents this month. They live about an hour and a half north of Atlanta in Cartersville. The last time I visited, I had to stay on the porch to keep my distance. So this time was great. It was really wonderful to not be so anxious and nearly terrified that I was going to pass the virus on to them. Thinking back a year ago, who knew that we would have to be apart for so long? All those video calls were great to help keep us in touch with each other, but there's nothing like sharing the same space with your family and friends. Lesson learned. Don't take time with your parents for granted. I have one rant this month, and it's about my workout situation. Normal for me was rising early to get a workout in before commuting to work taking a break in the middle of the day to take a group exercise class, or leaving work and wrapping up the day with a workout at the gym. Exercise has been part of my wellness routine for almost all of my adult life. I've had some kind of gym membership since my early 20s. So this time last year, when businesses like gyms shut down suddenly, I was not prepared. I've never been a person who exercised outdoors. I've come to rely on the services that gyms offer. 
I think of a gym as a somewhat controlled environment, and that really appeals to me. I knew the person at the front desk. I knew where to go to change and store my belongings. I had my favorite instructors for group classes. I even had my favorite spots in the class. I found comfort knowing exactly what to expect when I walked through the door. For example, I had my favorite treadmill or I had my favorite elliptical machine. I knew exactly who was going to be in the gym because I would show up at the same time. A couple of years ago, I let go of my LA Fitness membership and joined ClassPass. It opened up a whole new set of experiences. This meant that I came to expect even more from gyms. It was fun trying new things like TRX, bar, and rowing. But all of that came to an end. And like so many others, I had to figure out something else last year. I eventually paused my ClassPass membership and ventured outside. I did a lot of walking in my neighborhood and the surrounding community. By the time fall came around, I added a little biking, and now I'm teaching myself to skate outdoors. As I look back, I think I adjusted pretty well. So that's the backstory. It's a year later, and I can't believe it, but I don't plan to return to the gym at this point. I can thank my husband Woody for this. It was his idea to invest in a home gym option. The agreement was for me to let go of my gym membership for now and try the Tonal Home Gym. He convinced me that it would be perfect for us and that it would be ours. I was a bit skeptical at first. I just couldn't see it. Looking at a wall, looking at a fake, well, okay, virtual instructor. Plus, I didn't know where we were going to install it in the house. The only place we could see it working was downstairs, which is in his office space. I mean, how is that going to work? He's going to be on a call, in a meeting, and I'm going to be in the background working out, and it's all caught on video? (laughs) He assured me that it wouldn't be a big deal, and I believed him. It's been about a month. I do like it. I'm finishing up a four-week strength building program, and I think I'm progressing nicely. My strength score has increased over 20 points. Of course, Woody thinks he's an athlete now. His shirts do seem a bit snug to me. He says he's not ordering smaller sizes, but I think he's trying to get that muscle shirt look, and I don't believe him. I believe those sizes are going down. But anyway, what I want to rant about is his behavior. What happened to it being our gym. Lately, he's been referring to it as his gym. He's been complaining about people using his gym. What people? It's me and sometimes the soon-to-be-leaving somewhere else young adults in the house. But mostly, it's me. But strangely, you know, his comments are directed at me as if I'm some stranger on the street coming in using the gym. The other day, he had the nerve to complain to me that there were fingerprints on the screen. I'm thinking, it's a touch screen. What do you expect? <laughs> and why? Please tell me. Why does he think it's acceptable to interrupt my workout and give me so-called tips on my technique? Who made him the expert? 
Now I try to schedule my workouts early in the morning before he even wakes up. It's the only way I can have peace while I exercise. Now for this month's questions. There are two, so I'm going to jump right into them. The first one has to do with how I track the number of laughs every day. Basically, the question is, how do you track it? Great question. I am so glad you asked. I found an app that's made for counting. I'm sure any counting app will work just fine. The one I use is called Thing Counter. I created two lists. One is called Laughs with Self and the other is called Laughs with Others because, you know, I'm trying to keep track of what my situation is. What am I doing when I laugh? Am I laughing more with myself or is it happening more when I'm interacting with others? It's important for me to know that. You might want to do the same thing. And since my phone is usually on my person or nearby, it's really easy. When I laugh, I can just tap the app and I have my count. And it keeps up with it every day and it saves it so I have the record of it. I like to keep things simple. And this is as simple as it gets to track my progress each day. The second question is, how can I increase the number of times I laugh each day if I don't like to watch shows on TV? Another great question. Watching TV shows and movies that are humorous can definitely encourage you to laugh more. But if that's not your thing, try something else. I feel like I want to answer this question in a way that encourages you to focus on your relationship with yourself. What immediately comes to mind is finding things that spark the imagination. This is why I like reading. And there are so many options today. You can choose between long form like a book or short form like an article. So first... I think you should take a moment and think about what interests you. What do you like doing? Where do you like being? Perhaps you enjoy cooking or you're trying to get better at it. Maybe you're a painter or a writer. Maybe you're a runner or learning some other sport. It doesn't matter. Just choose something and then do a search online. For example, if cooking is your interest, Search funny books or articles about cooking. It works. I tried it. I tried it with cooking. I tried it with baking. I tried it with painting. I tried it with writing. And guess what? There were so many choices right there. Long form and short form. Quick little articles. Even social media sites. You might find things on Instagram. You might find things on Twitter. You might find things on Pinterest. Just take your pick. This, of course, is not the only thing that you can do to increase the number of times you laugh each day, but it's a good place to start. So go to your favorite place, pour a glass of your favorite wine or other libation, have a seat and read. Immerse yourself in the material. See where the story takes you. I'm sure you'll find a laugh or two or maybe more. Thank you for listening in. What suggestions do you have for activities that make you laugh? 
I'd love to hear what you have to say. Connect with me on Twitter at Laughs and Libs or Instagram at Laughter and Libations. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening today and share it with someone you think will enjoy it and find it helpful. You can also check out LaughterAndLibations.com for articles on related topics. Until the next time, find what makes you laugh and joy will find you. <laughs>